Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Saturday, gang. Yes, Saturday. We're on Saturdays now. Welcome to the first Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast on a... Oh, it's the first one, is it? Didn't even know that. Yeah, we've gone seven days a week now, you lucky, lucky, lucky people. And we start looking ahead to Liverpool's first home match of the season. They take on Burnley today. That game, of course, is live on TalkSport. It kicks off at half past 12. Now, on yesterday's podcast, you heard from Burnley, Sean Dyche and me. Not me, that's Ben me. Definitely not me. Uh, today, we can hear from Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp, who is excited to see Anfield full of fans again. And we'll hear from Liverpool legend Ian Rush, who spoke on TalkSport Breakfast. He thinks Liverpool are being underestimated this season. What, well, after one game? Oh, everybody's looking forward to it uh, massively. So you can imagine, usually when you sign for Liverpool, then the, one of the, the first things you, probably the first two or three things you, you're waiting for is your first uh, first game at Anfield to feel and to, to experience that atmosphere. Everybody tells you about it. You may, might have seen a few games on, on television, but you don't know it before you felt it or experienced it. And so, yeah, that's for each and everybody of us who, who had the first game um, at Anfield in the past, and we all had them, obviously. It was a very special moment. It will be a very special moment for them. Um, that's absolutely great. Um, but, yeah, that's individual. So they are looking forward to it. But we, who had two, three, four hundred games at Anfield, can't wait as well. So um, this place is um, is really special and we are really happy to have it back. I'm Dykes back. No, Gomez is back. Henderson is back. And for me, it's like having three new signings. People are not giving Liverpool a chance because they haven't signed anyone. And I always say, uh, don't sign someone for the sake of it. Only sign someone if it's going to better the players that you've already got. And it's going to take some player for Liverpool to sign and available if Liverpool are going to sign anyone. I think if everyone stays fit, you know, we, we don't know about that. But I think Liverpool are right up there and they've had a great start as well. Yep, Liverpool against Burnley is just one of the matches on game day across the TalkSport network today. Everton against Leeds is live on TalkSport 2 at 3pm. And the Everton boss, Rafa Benitez, has been speaking ahead of that match. And he says he's looking forward to facing Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds. It's a different challenge. I will say that 
normally when a manager has been in the job for some time, he has an advantage. When a new manager is coming, you need some time to put uh, your, ide your ideas in the heads of the players and uh, the understanding of uh, what you want to do. But we cannot uh, complain and then we are happy with where we are. And I am really pleased with the attitude of the players. And then we are progressing. We are working really hard. So we will see. Uh, obviously, the teams of uh, Bielsa are very intense and then they work very, very hard. They run a lot. And then we have to manage that, trying to do what we have to do to be sure that the, we can challenge, we can match their intensity and at the same time try to play well. Well, on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show, my co-host Darren Bent spoke about how difficult it is to play at Ellen Road. They get behind their team, do you know what I mean? So they run a bit harder, they run a bit further, they put that first tackle in. And listen, the Leeds fans will be excited about playing in front of their home fans, but certainly in the Premier League. But they weren't great against United the first game of the season, so maybe that will play a little were, bit. Were they not great against United or were United really, really good? United were really good, but also as well, I thought Leeds were quite open. Yeah, they uh, were. Do you know what I mean? And Manchester United you know just what's quite ironic? The last time United played the Bomb Trafford the year before when it was 6 2. Yeah. It could have been 6 6. Leeds had loads of yeah. chances at that. They didn't really have that many no. chances, did they, in this game? But I think, no, I think Rafa, pragmatic manager, I think he'll go to Ellen Road. He'll, he'll know what to expect, but. For Leeds players, it'd be superb playing in front of a packed Ellen Road. I mean, yeah, that's what they've waited for. Yeah, that of course have, yeah, great place to play. Now, yesterday, Arsenal confirmed the signing of Real Madrid midfielder Martin Odegaard for £30 million, and they also announced the signing of Aaron Ramsdale for just under £24 million, a fee that could rise to 30 That takes their spending in this transfer window to a whopping £129 million. Former Gooners centre-back Martin Keown thinks Arsenal's spending is worrying to say the least, but Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta is happy with the signings and isn't paying any attention to the critics, and rightly so, not with hair that doesn't move. We'll see where we finish um, with the money that we have spent, what has been done in the last uh, few years. We're going to have, I think at the moment, it's seven players that left the club and five that they are coming in. So we are not bringing more players that we already have. It's already a big turnaround um, again. And we're going to try to do it in the right way so this club is stable. It's a clear indicator of the business that we are doing. The group ages of between 21 and 23 years old. And it tells you the project that we are building. And it's the perception, the pressure, um, and again, the negativity. I just want Ian. I want people that are constructive around me. Uh, I know the people who have the intentions uh, to bury us, to try to criticize us. Um, we are not interested in that. Uh, we have a lot of positive, a lot of energy, new energy that is coming up. My full focus is on that and find a way to beat Chelsea because we can, because we've done it. I just feel there's a few red flags amongst some of these signings. When you're looking at Ramsdale, and it by no means is it his fault, but when you look at Martinez going to Villa, who's now the Argentinian number one goalkeeper, then you have to start to wonder about the the wisdom of that particular decision. But, you know, of course, Ramsdale maybe is, it looks like if you're going to pay that kind of money for him, and by the way, he's had two back-to-back -back relegations, but that doesn't mean he's not a good goalkeeper, but he would have played some part in that, in what was a failure. To be fair, Erdegaard came in uh, after um, Boxing Day. Yes, the results improved largely. He played 16 times, nine starts, five appearances, one goal, two assists. I think Smith Rowe's a better player in that position. But if the manager feels that this Erdegaard can bring something extra to the group, then time will tell again. I don't think, though, he's a world-class world player. 
but I, I do think he's a promising player. And then, of course, the other signings, Lukonga in midfield, yeah. played okay the other night. I would have thought that's where the money should have been spent, though. Big money in that midfield position. Now, there was live championship football on TalkSport 2 yesterday evening as Bristol City lost to Swansea City. We can hear how the game sounded on TalkSport 2. Silver, left-hand side, towards a prick, that's a lovely cross, and Martin's there, and Martin somehow turns it wide. Well, he will not know how he's missed this, Chris Martin, he's almost in line with a six-yard box, about four yards out. Here is Scott down the right, the teenager for Bristol City, acres and acres of space, nil-nil the score, Scott darts into the penalty area, can he tease out across, James with the header, straight at the goalkeeper, wonderful work though from the 17-year-old. Yeah, brilliant. Here is Pirro attacking the edge of the penalty area for Swansea and going for goal left-footed and hitting the post. Rebound comes back to Pirro and that is a stunning finish. And Joel Pirro puts Swansea ahead from the edge of the penalty area. It's a really good finish from Pirro, but... I just wonder whether Bentley could have done a little bit more on the initial strike. Headed up into the air by James, not away from danger just yet. Cooper got a touch, Pirro reacts, brilliant save by the goalkeeper. What a stop by Bentley. Point blank range, and Joel Pirro in Swansea denied a second goal. Vyman cutting in field from the right-hand side, poor ball, Pirro stops him, comes back to Vyman, who curls it over the top left-footed. Now Semenya, up to the edge of the penalty area, onto his left foot, deflected, Vyman, goal, offside, offside, it won't count. And the final whistle blows, and Russell Martin has his first league victory in charge of Swansea City, and my, how he celebrates on the near-side touchline. Now, early in the week, some of you may remember that Middlesbrough were beaten 3-2 by QPR. Borough manager Neil Warnock was not a happy man, and he made his feelings well known to the referee, Steve Martin, not the comedian. Yesterday, Neil Warnock joined White and Jordan and went toe-to-toe with the CEO of Ref Support UK, Martin Cassidy. Martin, or Cass to his friends, says that Warnock, or Nocky, is setting a bad example, but Nocky claims he's an easy target. This should be fun. I think Neil does bring something to the game that, that needs to be admired as well as a shadow of a doubt. But, you know, I just think he spoils it. Where he's just done it time and time again. If there was anyone who's going to put money on, you know, doing these pantomime acts, you, you would have put it on him or Jose Mourinho. Why Why did he always think referees are fair game post-match? Mm. Why Why does, does Neil think it's acceptable to do that? Listen, everybody calls me an embarrassment of football when they're wearing a black shirt. It seems to be, uh, you know, once a year, usually... Um, I remember the Chelsea thing, they made a big thing about that then. But uh, for me, you know, I mean, I, I know where you're coming from, Jim, but I, I clapped all the crowd the other night, went right round, and he's still on the pitch. Then what do you say? You know, I just said to him, can I see you in 30 minutes? And he said, yeah, come in 30 minutes. I don't want to talk on the pitch. Fair enough. Which he did. I saw him after the game. We had an amicable chat. And, uh, and that's how it is. I respect what you've achieved as a manager, but surely you must understand... When people watch your behaviour, like people mimic Johan Cruyff's turns and stuff, they're going to mimic your behaviour. I'd like to ask you, why didn't did you have a go at Charlie Austin for headbutting your player? Absolutely, yeah. But that was it. That was in. He played. Listen, the referee said to me, right? He thought it was accidental. He saw it. That's what we're up against. Who teaches these people? Yeah, but did he have an angle on it? Did he have a correct angle on it? By the looks of it, he was behind it. 
He's never well, going to have a well, he said to me, and I'm repeating, I had a good view of the incident and I thought it was an accidental clash. I well, said, well, when you see the video, you might change your mind. And in about a week's time, I will get a reply from the Referee Association saying, yes, I'm sorry, the two offsides shouldn't have been given. Yes, it was a, it was a good tackle. Um, and, and, and yes, it should have been a red card to Charlie Austin. But that's no good to me in a week's time. Now, on yesterday's podcast, you heard myself and Darren Ben speaking about Mohamed Salah on drive, asking if he's really all that. Well, that's not what we said. I just want to point this out, that I did not say, is he all that? I actually said, I know he's a great player. I know that. I know he scores lots of goals and he's got great assists. I actually said, it just makes me go, eh. But as always, these things are taken out of context. Anyway, Hugh Wozencroft was joined by Craig Mitch and Dean Saunders on Game Day Countdown yesterday. And they continued that discussion, probably, of course, getting it wrong. Oh, he's just a magnificent player. I mean, to get 98 goals in 150 games, I think is brilliant. And, and, yeah. and you look at his strengths, quick as lightning. He's got great feet, both feet, especially his left foot is like unstoppable when he comes inside. But I also don't think he's as prolific as people make out. And I know that sounds crazy to say because he's got such a fantastic record. But when you actually watch him across 90 minutes, he does tend to miss a few easy opportunities but scores a wonder goal. He does it in a system that works well for him. Salah still, people don't put him above Kevin De Bruyne. Is he the best player in the Premier League? Well, in well, his he's opinion, got a, he's got a yes. very strong case. Yes, uh, you're not going to answer this. He's going to sit yes. on the fence. He's got a very strong it's case. Your bottom source. No. So you said yes, he is. Uh, no, listen. I don't listen. want to know about his case. I want to know, is he the best player in the Premier League? Huge no, but my point is, if we take it on last season, Ruben Diaz, I think, was the standout player. Yeah. I don't think he's the best player in the league. Is he, is he Liverpool's best player? This currently? Yes. Would you say he's better than Van Dijk? No. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about him. Now, it's a big London derby. Tomorrow's Arsenal host Chelsea. TalkSport will, of course, have live updates from the Emirates. We heard from Mikel Arteta earlier, but we can hear from the Chelsea boss, Thomas Tuchel. He's speaking now. He started off by discussing his new signing, Romelu Lukaku. Pretty unique from his uh, physicality and and from his ability to play with the back towards the goal. But for me, he's the strongest when he is in a half open, open position, even for transition game to use his immense speed. So I think with this kind of uh, physical power and and at the same time, like being so fast and um, being so hungry and like a true goal scorer in his, in his characteristic, um, I think is uh, also for me a unique and new experience. He's a very nice guy uh, that I can tell you, which is very nice uh, to see for us and everybody told me about and everybody was right. We are, we are a good group and it's very important to us to be a good group and to be a respectful group and a very democratic group where everybody is, is involved and feels and shares the responsibility. We should be absolutely prepared for the best arsenal possible. They have qualities, they have a strong coach, they have a strong team, strong lineups, strong signings. So I think we should prepare for the, for the best arsenal possible and at the same time do what we, what we need to do, push the standards to the, to the limit on this, on this very Sunday. Let's see where our limit is and, and look for an intense game, look for, look for intensity, look for rhythm and look for, for, for a confident game on and off the ball. This is what we're looking for, and um, yeah, uh, anything else but a tough game would be a big surprise. 
That's it for today, gang. Thanks for listening on TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcasts from. I don't really care. Game day returns today, and TalkSport will have live commentary of Liverpool against Burnley at half past 12, and Brighton against Watford at half past five this evening. TalkSport 2, would you believe, will have live commentary of Leeds against Everton. That's at three. I'm back on one of my shows. That's Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar from 10pm on Monday night, alongside the fun boy, and then, of course, the rest of the week, as I always am from here on in, on Drive Tuesday to Friday from 4. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks about Daily Pockers out first thing in the morning. That's what happens when it becomes seven days a week. Oh, yeah. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in the dugout a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's the place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit talksport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.